let's go. G'day, welcome to Two Red Chairs. This is episode 32 and I am your host, Frank, as always. And thank you so much for being here, listening to this show. We've done a few episodes now this year. It's getting on a bit of a roll here and we've shared some really great stories from fellow creatives. Um, For those of you, if you are on Apple Podcasts and you're enjoying the conversation so far throughout the year and previous episodes, if you want to go back in that little bit of catalog, those first few episodes we put out there in the last couple of years, uh, leave a review. It'd be most appreciated because it does get it in front of more people, gives them the trust factor to give this show a go. That also shows your support as well. It keeps me going, let's say. And you can also subscribe both on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So that way you're not going to miss out on an episode. It's going to come up in your feed and you're going to get the uh, the goodies that this show delivers. Now, in, in previous weeks, we've been focusing on design stories of fellow creatives and how they've come to be better designers, better business owners, and better people, I'd like to say. However, this is going to be the first episode I've had here on uh, Two Red Chairs that has a guest that is in the kind of financial space, the accounting side of things. And although he doesn't describe himself as an accountant by any means, uh, my guest today is James Fuller. He's from a company called Henry. They're based in Wellington in New Zealand, but they also have offices here in Australia and they work with Australian and New Zealand business owners, uh, specifically entrepreneurs that are kind of the one-man, one-woman band. So if you're a sole trader, maybe a partnership, not so much a company, you could do a company if, if, if that's where how you roll. That's how I roll at the moment. I'm even thinking of going back to the whole sole trader partnership kind of model. But these guys are a different way of accounting um, for your finances, for your business, and make sure that you stay up to date with your tax obligations, um, pay the tax for you, pay your retirement kind of funds with superannuation and things like that, uh, and, and keep that stress away from the finance side of things. They have accountants that are integrated into their uh, platform. And I guess it's kind of like a hybrid between QuickBooks mixed with a business bank account and an accountant kind of sprinkled in to make that mix that is Henry. Um, it's H-N-R-Y, not uh, H-E-N-R-Y. And as soon as I saw these guys, I was like, this has to be a New Zealand company because this is kind of how I, as an Australian, hear when a Kiwi would say the name Henry, it'd be Henry. Um, so I thought, surely. But James tells me it, it's not in the conversation. It's something completely different, which is still a great story to share. But he's coming at this from an angle of helping creatives uh, like you guys, my fellow creatives, and even myself, because I'm seriously considering using this uh, platform to get away from the traditional model of having QuickBooks and having an accountant and doing that whole rigmarole of of all the things um, and making use of a a system and a, a platform that is tailored to that type of person that we are. Unless you're looking to scale to be an agency, that's probably a little bit different. Um, but for most of us, I would imagine that we're, we're solopreneurs in this journey of ours in our design life. So I'm going to get into the conversation here with James. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of Henry. And uh, look, if, if you want to quickly just 
put all pens down now and, and not give a crap about the rest of the episode, go to henry.co, H-N-R-Y.co. You can find out all the information you need there. They've got a live chatbot and you can talk to someone at the end of that chatbot, I'm assuming. Um, so please check out this platform. It might just be that thing that you're looking for to manage your finances for your business so we can all create uh, better things and not have to worry about our financial situation because that stuff should be taken care of for us. So here's my chat with James Fuller from Henry. James, welcome to Two Red Chairs. Uh, you're sitting in the proverbial red chair. You can't see it. I mean, neither of us are. I always say this, a bit of a, <laughs> a fun point. Um, but welcome to the show. James, could you give us a bit of an elevator pitch of, of who you are, whereabouts you are in the world, and uh, what it is you do or who you represent at the moment today? Sure. So, uh, yeah, my, my name is James Fuller. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Henry. Uh Currently, I am in Wellington, New Zealand, but I spend a lot of time in uh, in Sydney as well as in Auckland. Um, and for those who don't know, Henry is a, uh, a revolutionary service for independent earners, as we call them, contractors, freelancers, sole traders. And uh, we effectively pay and file their taxes automatically every time they get paid. So providing them with uh, traditional accounting services as well as um, banking products combined with uh, really smart mobile app software that helps them manage all of the financial admin of being independent so that they can focus on growing their business and working with clients whilst we take care of all the tax and financial admin. Look at that. Nailed it. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot to unpack only there. Been, only been five years of practicing an elevator pitch. <laughs> I, bet, I bet branding's paying off. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, James. Um, we're going to dig into the product in a little bit. Um, I, I guess from your side of things, would you say just quickly on it, like is this kind of like a, a QuickBooks or Zero mixed with the business bank account, mixed with an accountant kind of sprinkled in, in there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've kind of crudely, crudely called it sort of self-employment in a box, but yeah, that's effectively it. So with us, you get all the benefits of uh, expert accountants specifically for self-employed people. So we don't do sort of small businesses. We're not looking to do enterprise accounting. This is literally people who are living and breathing independent learning and self-employment. You get that combined with software, which is exactly what you need rather than too much or, you know, far over complicated, over costly for what you need. Um, yeah, combined with kind of business banking and just real-time payments, which is um, really exciting for self-employed people who the, the core is about going out and doing the work, not about managing the paperwork. Nice. And keeping that cash flow rolling. Nice. Okay. So in terms of your journey here, you're the founder, I'm, I'm guessing here of, of Henry. Where did this start kind of in, in your journey? Like, was this from an accounting background you have of yourself? And, and then what led to this idea? Because it's a, it, it's a pretty big one, I got to say. Yeah, I mean, first things first, I myself am not from an accounting background. I would probably consider myself to be kind of Australia and New Zealand's probably foremost expert on all things self-employment, but I am not an accountant by trade. Um, just putting it out there and nothing I say here constitutes financial advice. I think I have to put that disclaimer into everything I say. Fantastic. I was going to um, maybe say that. Yeah. Um, but my, my journey has started from just my own personal pain and my co-founder, um, Claire's personal pain probably about six years ago where we first started out freelancing contracting and um, 
yeah, we were just blown away by how much hassle there is that comes along with it. I was doing some work in the in the tech and consulting space. Um, Claire is an expert in sort of um, legal and policy and, and a bit of finance. And we were doing, uh, we were just doing some jobs for clients and we weren't looking to grow a, a small business. We weren't looking to hire staff or have sort of creditors or inventory. And yet, you know, we had, we had got to this really weird situation where we had to go and get this old school accountant and sit in their office and be trained how to use this complex accounting software that we then had to pay for every month, even when we weren't earning. And we sat there and we went, this is this is mad. Like, we don't know how much money is ours. We don't know how much we should be keeping hold of for tax because accountants give you like an arbitrary figure and go, just to be safe, put away this number. And you go, oh, is that my tax rate? And they go, no, I can't tell you that for 12 months. And I'm like, this is just madness. It's and so we, we thought... <laughs> Yeah. We must be the only ones struggling with this. We're like, surely, you know, with, with millions of people across the world, self-employed, someone's got to have nailed this thing. So to make it easier for ourselves, we said, OK, we'll, we'll create a couple of spreadsheets. I'm a bit of a spreadsheet guy. Created a couple of spreadsheets just to work out how much tax we should be paying on our income across the main the main taxes. And um, yeah, and that was us for, for a little while. We didn't start off by trying to start a business or, you know, start this kind of international software company. We basically started off with, we've got a problem. This is annoying. Here's a spreadsheet to solve it. Um, and it was only when a couple of friends of ours came out of permanent work and went contracting and said, hey, you guys have been doing this for a while. What do you do? And I said, well, I got a couple of spreadsheets. And they said, great. You OK, we use the spreadsheets. And I went, yeah, go for it. And then yeah, the next thing I knew, we had their friends and their friends of friends coming to us. And uh, we said, OK, maybe, you know, maybe there's something here. Maybe there's something more than just us thinking that we were the only ones who didn't understand tax and everyone else has got it. And um, yeah, like I, I always refer to Henry as being kind of like a hobby that got out of hand. That's an amazing way to think about it. I mean, I think that's the beauty of some businesses where you just kind of fall into it in a weird way. I mean, I, I fell into a, a full time job just from a freelance day of work, but that's my only comparison to that kind of example, but that's a really nice way to, to, to know that it comes from humble beginnings. Um, and it's, it's crafting something out of a problem that we, you know, we all have. I hazard a guess that everyone listening to this episode is, is going through or has gone through at least some kind of financial kind of woe or, or mind boggling experience, having to sit down with an accountant and be like, so what does this actually mean? Can you give it to me like I'm a three-year-old type of spiel? And I'm forever saying that to my accountant. Like, can you just like, <laughs> can you break this down for me? I really don't understand this. And they, they are not good translators, right? That's what we learn is that, yeah. you know, when you are an institutional accountant and you've spent your entire life dealing in acronyms and, and crazy numbers and yeah. policy documents and things, and you go, what does this actually mean? It is impossible for them to actually articulate it. So yeah, one of the big value props from us is that you you can go and talk to a human either on the phone or live chat or email. You know, that's uh, the easiest thing to do if you've got a question. And what you're getting on the other side are people who are translators. They are people who can explain whether you're explaining it like you're three or five or 10 or 18 years old, they will talk your language and go, here's what you need to know and what's important as opposed to, well, here's what tax law tells me and here's how you're going to learn all about tax because that's when people start to go to sleep. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it. So when I started my business, it didn't really bore, him, bore me to tears. Now it kind of does. The, the, I think the honeymoon period really <laughs> wore off very quickly. Um, from your perspective then, James, you guys are working with, I'm guessing, thousands of creatives here um, or mm. at least independent solo you know, um, business owners. What mm. do you guys see as the kind of biggest or most common mistakes that we're making as, as solopreneurs? 
Well, look, I mean, I, I'm probably the poster child for making mistakes. And I do hold <laughs> myself up for like, I, if you name it, I have done it wrong. And I think a lot of us do this is we embark on this solo journey and everything's about learning by doing. And whether you're learning about, I don't know, growing a client base or being able to turn around work on time or pricing your services, or whether you're learning about all the financial admin, no one comes into this with all the answers straight away. Like everything is an evolutionary process. And for me, it was a huge learning journey, kind of understanding, you know, what is income tax? What is GST? When do I need to care about them? Um, should I put this amount of money away or whatever? I mean, the biggest one we come across, right, is this age old myth that people have been told, which is that in order to trade independently, you need to register a company. And I did it and it's pointless. And I know other people who've done it because the way that we all work is, okay, the company might invoice your client and gets paid, but you're literally taking all of that money straight out of the company. Like we're not building businesses here. We're, we're drawing funds out of a company such that there's nothing left. Cause I don't want to leave half of my income in a company and then end up paying tax on it. I'm taking all of my income out because I've got a mortgage and I've got kids and I want to go on, go and put some money into savings. So the companies that people get told to set up when they start out independently are just useless shell companies that don't provide anything. They don't provide any legal protect protection because as a director, you're still liable for the debts of the business. You know, they don't provide you anything apart from extra hassle, extra cost, additional tax filings, additional payments, all of that kind of stuff. And cynically, I look at it and say, as a non-accountant, I say, is it just that old school accountants want everyone to be more complex so that they can charge them more money? Like, why are we actually being asked to go and create these companies? Is it so that it's like everyone's got an extra job to do and it's a few extra hundred dollars for additional filings? Because what we've learned in the last five, six years of having this business is there is no reason why a graphic designer or a copywriter or anyone working independently should be mandated to become a company. It's just it's not a thing. You can get all the same sort of benefits by being a sole trader. You, uh, you've really kicked me in the guts there. And I, I appreciate it though. I appreciate it though, because this is the exact dilemma I'm having in my head. We started as a partnership, my wife and I, and we then formed a company within 12 months. Um, at the moment, I'm wondering if that was a great idea um, because I, I don't, I'm not really seeing those benefits. It, it did kind of benefit in, in some ways in terms of, um, some certain leaves we had like in terms of yep. parental leave and, and some other government incentives that we got during COVID. But aside from that, you're not planning for those kind of events to eventuate. So yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there and, and wondering if I, that step for me is, is coming back a bit and going, okay, I'm going to change this back to a sole trader or back to a partnership and, and keep this a little bit more manageable. For, for us, we, we see people trying to simplify things at the moment, um, particularly in light of things like COVID. Everyone's just kind of taking a bit of stock and gone, okay, what's important? Yeah. And continuing to be able to earn and continuing to be able to work with clients is a really important factor. And being able to focus your attention into your business, into growing your business, which look, if you have aspirations to, to grow a full-time agency and you want to be hiring lots of staff and that's where you're headed, then a company is a great way to, to, to give you that kind of um, that platform. But if you're an individual, you're an independent, 
you want to focus on where's my next income coming from? How do I make sure that I'm not going to get in trouble with tax? None of us are trying to sort of fiddle our taxes and trying to do anything untoward. We're just trying to get paid like everyone else, but we're trying to grow, whether it's a personal brand. None of that is based on being able to, um, you know, have a company structure. Like as a sole trader, I can go and, you know, give myself a name. I can have business cards, websites. I can have, you know, .com.au domain names or .co.nz, whatever that's going to be. I can still do all of those things, but I simplify myself down and focus in so that my clients know that I'm taking my independent earnings seriously, that I'm not here on the dodge, you know? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really great point. We had, um, I had a guest on last week in our last episode and, and she's a sole business owner. She's in, based in Norway. And she mm. was talking about a system that she had where in terms of her business bank account, she would separate her tax, her, her any um, like VAT, over there in, in, in Europe and then whatever she'd have kind of left over, she'd know what her cash flow was kind of, you know, sitting there so that way she could pay herself and, and do all the rest of the things, which I thought was a very ingenious way. And it sounds like this is probably something that you guys are looking to achieve in maybe a similar way. It's probably more proprietary, I guess, in terms of how you do it. But um, that weight that she said is, was lifted off her from doing so meant that she didn't have to focus too much on the financial side. It was just kind of an automated thing that, for her, she could focus on what she did best, which is, you know, being a creative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's precisely kind of where, where we started. And that's, I suppose the core of our business is, you know, every time you get paid, knowing based on how much you've earned this year, what your projected earnings are going to be, knowing that the right amount of tax has been taken out and paid so that it is off your plate. Um, so that what you get, we would say what you get is yours to keep. And that's whether you're spending it or you're saving it. It's the confidence to know that you're not going to get hit with a nasty surprise at the end of the financial year. You're not going to get suddenly bills coming out of nowhere because that's all just been taken care of. Um, and that, you know, that that's kind of core of where we started is paying and filing taxes. But as soon as we got a bit bigger and you start bolting in the mobile app and you start to bring in, you know, quoting, invoicing, uh, automated invoice chasing and reminders, uh, logging your expense deductions by taking a photo of the receipt, getting financial reports so that you can go and get a loan or a mortgage. Like I, I'm sure a lot of people listening have, if they're independent, have struggled with that idea of walking into a bank and trying to prove their income. You know, with, with Henry, what we talk about is, look, just pull a report out of the app. Most of the banks we already work with um, have specific people that we can refer you to within their mortgage lending teams. And they, they love getting reports out of Henry because unlike a, a spreadsheet or some accounting software where you can go and fiddle the information on it, if they get information in a Henry report, they know it's come from, number one, it's come from a registered accountant. It's immutable because it's income that's come through your Henry bank account. You can't add in that you worked 10 grand extra that you didn't. So there's a level of consistency and trust that comes from turning up at a bank with a Henry report. And we love the fact that, you know, most people don't kind of sign up to our service thinking it's going to help them get a mortgage, but it's a great feeling when, when we can do that for people and we can help them get on the property ladder. Yeah, that's a great point. That's yeah. It really depends on obviously where you are in, in life in those kind of aspects. I remember doing the same, uh, end of last year, we went for financing for a car and mm. the whole rigmarole of that was just insane. And it was during COVID. So there was, there was JobKeeper here in Australia and we were getting that. Yep. And so that really dicked things around. Um, so yeah, I can appreciate why that would be such a great benefit. Um, I don't have a mortgage, so that's that's where, where we're at. But at, at some stage, yeah, that, have, that will be You have car financing and any kind of yeah. financial products. I, I've always been of the belief that 
self-employed sole traders are kind of marginalized when it comes to financial products and banking. And there's this sense when you speak to a bank that, oh, well, you're self-employed, you must have, they keep calling it lumpy income. And I hate this kind of phrase of like, oh, it's all inconsistent. Whereas look, COVID showed us very clearly that there's no such thing as a permanent job anymore. Permanent jobs don't exist. The, the way that we work is changing. And actually, we should be really open to the fact that if you take a, a kind of a bit of a macro view of your income, it's probably not very lumpy. It's probably over a course of a few years, you're, you're showing like a, you know, demonstrating a, a consistent level of earning. And so that's what we do for the bank is to be able to say, hey, look, let's just work with you to show you that self-employed people are not scary. They're actually bankable. They're out there hustling every day of the week to continue earning. And in some cases, they're actually more bankable than their sort of so-called permanent counterparts. Yeah, I, I, I can only bet that that's the case like uh, without without really going into it but um i want to do a bit of a 180 flip here i'm really curious about um the name i brought this up before we hit record here of the name henry there's no e in henry so it's h-n-r-y when i first saw it pop up in an ad on my instagram feed this is how i found you guys but i was like this surely has to be a new zealand-based company because it was just like Henry, like how you, how a Kiwi would say Henry, um, just from the accent. And I don't know if that's that's the case. You might have a different story here. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, both of us. I mean, I I'm English myself, and my co-founder Claire is uh, half English, half Kiwi. But it, the name didn't come from anything to do with uh, New Zealand when we started it. Um, re- really, I was uh, at the time one of the reasons that we ended up thinking that Henry could be a business is that I was doing a lot of work in the startup community here and um, seeing the possibilities of people starting businesses with nothing, with, with an idea and a bit of a, a, a dream or, you know, an opportunity to test, test something in the market was um, was really exciting. So we, we needed a kind of name for, for this business. And I remember sitting down with a friend of mine who became, I think, one of our very first investors. And we did one of those exercises, if you've ever done it with like brand cards, where you look at what are the attributes do you want your brand name to have? Um, and we kind of liked the idea that um, that this service that we were providing was a little bit like a concierge, a bit like that sort of Ask Jeeves sort of thing. But yeah. concierge yeah, yeah. is a super snooty and, and pretty exclusive. So yeah. we're like, we didn't like that as a as a name, but we liked the idea of it being this the name of a person that was sort of friendly and reliable and trustworthy and smart and efficient. And we we you know kind of went back and forth, but we had this list of attributes. And I actually just put it out on a big communal Slack Slack channel for the community, um, for the startup community here. And there's about, I don't know, 500 people on this Slack channel. And I said, look, what is the name of a person that is friendly, reliable, et cetera, et cetera. And someone came straight back and they're like, wow, that, that sounds like my friend Henry. And then someone else commented and said, oh, my God, I know a Henry just like this. Really cool guy to hang around with. Horn rim glasses. Great fun, but knows all the right ways to do things. Super slick, super efficient. And look, it got a whole bunch of likes and upvotes. And uh, yeah, we loved the name. We thought it was was really suitable. And obviously, as anyone who's tried to register a domain name knows, uh, most of the good ones are taken. So when you try and re- register henry.com or .com.au, they've all gone. But um, yeah, for us, it was much easier to, to drop that vowel out of there. And being a tech company, that's a bit of a tradition as you drop the vowels out of your, your name. So yeah, we went, we went with H-N-R-Y. So um, it's just kind of stuck from there. And, and now we love the fact that we kind of have this name that represents us that anyone who comes and speaks to us, our team, they'll be like, oh, hey, Henry, and you've got that reliable team on the other end of the line that you can speak to. Yeah, I think 
I'm guessing it gives you as a team a bit more of a collective sense of how you communicate, like the tone of voice yeah. and, and what that personality needs to be so that you are approachable, that you are trusted, all those kind of things that come with branding. So it's, it's great to hear you did the attributes thing because a lot of the designers that are listening here are branding people. Um, so that, that'll prick up their ears for sure. And um, I think they'll appreciate that you've gone through that exercise. Uh, in terms of a, 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 a creative here that might already have an accountant already, given that Henry, a big part of it is having that accountant on your side with the service to make it, you know, all seamless. If you have an accountant already, is, is this kind of product for you? Yeah, it, it is. We've actually found that a lot of people, when, when they see that there's a, there's a really good alternative out there, it makes a lot of people consider that perhaps their existing accounting relationship hasn't been that great. And, you know, I have a, I'll give you an example. We, we did an event last year for the, um, the Association of Dentists, the Dental Association. A lot of them are self-employed. And I talked to the, one of the attendees afterwards and um, we were just talking about like good financial practices. And, and she came up to me and she said, look, I absolutely love your service. She said, but I've been with my accountant for five years. He's a lovely guy. I mean, what a genuinely nice dude. But man, he's expensive and I'm not sure what I'm paying for. And I just don't feel like I'm getting the level of service. Um, so what we do is, is, you know, we kind of have a phrase of like, we'll break up with your accountant for you. Like if you know that you're not comfortable in your relationship with your accountant, you don't need to have that awkward conversation yourself. Between accountants, there is, you know, there is process for transferring a client. And so we, you know, if you want to move across, you can sign up to Henry, um, you can start using the service and then you can say to us, hey, look, I have this accountant, I need to move across. We can support you through all of that with our with our team. But we, we do this every single day. People are kind of um, sort of upgrading their old school accountant and coming into the digital age of actually having a team that's, you know, ready to answer a question within a couple of minutes rather than a couple of days so we, we do also have customers who say look I, I love my accountant I want them to file my taxes at the end of the year but I want to use Henry to pay all of my taxes and do my invoicing and those things and we can also do that so we work with other accountants as well where we can just not file your tax returns for you and they can they can do that at the end of the year with the data that you get out of Henry so it's super flexible we kind of have a you know, bring your own tool set model where, you know, you can integrate with Henry from like Zapier and other things. And if you want to use something else for invoicing, you can, if you want to use something else for your expenses or your filings, just go for it. But for us, it's about, we just want to make sure your taxes are getting paid properly that you don't have any surprises. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. I'm interested to know about that tax side of things as well. You, you mentioned that you pay, you, you help your, you know, creative solopreneur pay their tax as it goes kind of thing. And I understand mm. the tax, it may be different in other countries, but in Australia, it's typically done either monthly or quarterly or a yearly kind of basis. So with the account that you're having with Henry, let's say if it's a business account that you're working with, is it just sort of taking that money and putting it into a bit of a pot so that way when tax time comes, it's like it's automated process and it's, it's done. So that way you're not having to, well, you're not able to, let's say, dip into that amount and really bugger up your service of, of sorry, your service, your finances. Is that kind of so, where, what it's at? It's, it's a little bit. I'll, I'll kind of explain to it. So it's you're right that a lot of uh, the tax law, sort of, um, especially this side of the world, Australia and New Zealand, is about paying regularly. You, you have to make some payments regularly, regardless. Um, so the way that uh, the way that we do it is uh, when you sign up for Henry, you get given your own unique Henry bank account. So that is um, an account that's uh, that's given to you by Henry for you having your self-employed income paid into. 
And then whenever you get paid by one of your clients, as soon as the money comes in, we automatically calculate, deduct and pay all of your taxes exactly right at that time. And then the remainder gets passed to a personal account of your choice. You get a payslip, you can see what the deductions are. Um, but we we don't hold on to the money. We, we, don't, we don't store it anywhere. Effectively, the account balance of your Henry account is always zero because within 60 seconds of something arriving, it all gets split out. You can set up financial plans to pay into superannuation or KiwiSaver or whatever your investment portfolio might be, or even into savings or pay your mum back some money. You can do all of that for free inside Henry. And um, you can even log into ATO in, uh, in, in Australia or the Inland Revenue in New Zealand, and you can see that the payments have been made. So you're always in the position that you're always up to date, which is great for, you said yourself, you got sort of talked into going for a, a salary job. You imagine you're halfway through a year of doing self-employment and then you go salary. There could be a real difficulty with kind of winding up where you got to on your tax on self-employment. So what we do is we, we get that money paid so that if anything happens, you leave the country, you stop working, you don't have that tax bill that's going to follow you around. And you can log into whichever you know tax uh, agency or your portal you've got access to. And you can see that those payments have been made against your income, that you're always compliant. Um, and the idea being that you know it's not about... Um, kind of getting a tax bill at the end of the year. It's about making things easy so that it never becomes a, a worry that you've got like a payment due or something coming up or a return that needs to be lodged. Yeah. One caveat kind of question there. I don't know if it's really the word caveat's right here, but when you, if you're paying taxes away, that's kind of like a, a, um, a non-forced payment, I guess. You, voluntary. Yeah, voluntary. <laughs> payment, that's, that's the word. Um in terms of what you said before of uh, having no idea of what your tax threshold payment needs to be, is it kind of nominating a certain percentage and then toward at the end of the financial year, you, you use it as forced savings and then you get, you get a refund in your tax return? No, it's actually the, the, the way that our algorithm works within our app is that we use uh, your income through the app, anything that you earn outside, Henry, anything that you've earned before joining us. Um, we use that and predictive models to determine what your uh, total earnings going to be for the year so that we can constantly dynamically adjust your tax rate. So if you uh, suddenly start earning a lot less, then you'll see your tax rate go down in Henry. If you start earning a lot more, you'll start to see your tax rate go up with the idea that there's no sort of, uh, it's not like a prepayment of a certain fixed percentage that you get to the end of the year and receive a refund. It's literally the getting it right exactly every single time so that you can have confidence that you're not going to be end up ending up um, at the end of the year receiving a massive refund that you really could have done with throughout the year. So we take into account all of your eligible deductions throughout the year. So if you, I don't know, go out and buy some materials, you take a photo of the receipt, uh, automatically gets scanned and categorized by the Henry app. One of our team then checks that receipt for eligibility to make sure you're not going to get in trouble with the tax authorities. And then we get the tax relief for you straight away. So so you can see a, a, a reduction in your income tax rate over time if you're raising lots of business deductions. So you don't do that thing where you have to keep like a shoebox full of receipts and then you chuck it at an old school accountant at the end of the year and you don't really know what's claimable and what's not, but they usually red pen the things that aren't and that's how they earn their money is, you know, they start the clock and then they sit there and review them all at the end of the year. And then, you know, by the end of it, you're really not sure whether you saved anything. And I think that's the key thing of like making sure that stuff's open to go, hey, look, this is claimable. This isn't claimable. We've got huge help guides about what you can claim as business expenses and deductions so that people can maximize the value of working independently without wasting their time sort of saving receipts that they're never going to be able to claim anyway. Nice. Two questions I have to finish kind of up here. The first is in terms of um, 
let's say you wanted to have money in there in in your account that you wanted to save for runway so you wanted to have you know three months 12 weeks whatever it might be um of of kind of forced savings in a way that if work doesn't come in you can still pay yourself is that something that can be done in 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 henry Yep. So we, we have a feature called allocations where you can set up a percentage of your income to go to any other bank account every time you get paid. And so what we find is, and you're spot on about that runway, right? That's the usual commonly commonly held advice is it's like three months, it's rather than three months income, it's three months committed expenses of putting that away for a rainy day, uh, particularly over Christmas if work, if work dries up in that kind of off period. Um, but what we have is people set up full financial plans in the allocations feature of the Henry app. So, you know, 5% of their income every time they get paid, whether that's $100 or $1,000, goes straight into the rainy day pay, pay accounts that they've set up externally, which could be just a normal savings account. Um, yeah, and that's a great way for people to kind of make those plans and make sure that they are planning for quieter periods in their income. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that, I think that's what one thing that for me, we used to do that and track that via an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so that way we just had this little lump sum that ended up working out in the first year of business, like six months worth of runway. We're like, okay, sweet. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of gone out the window a bit. But um, my last question there to you is in terms of expenses, like you, you kind of touched on it before, you're getting a business bank account kind of thing with, with, with Henry here. In terms of paying for things obviously you're going to get a, things like a bsb or an account number like that's an australian format i'm wondering if it's the same yeah. in new zealand in terms of like a physical card to pay with things in in person is that something that can be done too we we're not currently going to do physical cards i i mean not to get too kind of futurist but i have a feeling that in the current kind of uh sort of climate having a piece of card in your wallet that you pull out and rub yeah, against sure. other things in the real world is probably not going to live for very long. But yeah, we're, we're currently the way that it works is you can, you can transact, you can buy anything from any of your existing accounts. We, we don't do bank feeds. You don't need to kind of spend your time reconciling like a zombie. Literally you want to go and buy, buy, buy something in cash. That's great. Buy it in cash, take a photo of the receipt. We don't kind of care what account you use because really all the ATO and the IRD care about is that you've got a receipt as proof of purchase. But in the future, we are looking at some very cool payments tech. Uh, I say in the future, it's actually in the very near future, which we think will kind of leapfrog the need for a card. So very, very exciting times for those you know, thousands of our customers that are um, creatives or maybe tradies who have a lot of uh, goods that they purchase for their business. Um, we're going to make that even easier than we do today. So, I mean, cool. the fact that it's so simple as taking a photo of receipt as of today, um, if you imagine where we're going to get to, it's it's going to really supercharge people's uh, life that they're not going to have to worry about things like receipts in the future. For sure. So at the moment, it's it's pretty much you pay with whatever account you kind of have that does have a card if necessary and then reconcile things just by taking a, a screenshot or sort of screenshot of whether it's a, a you know bank statement or yep. whatever you can as i said you could even email if you've got uh sort of utility bills that you want to claim for just have those emailed into your henry account we create the expense we submit the expense we mm. do it all for you so for us it's about um you know a lot of people a lot of our customers will be they'll be playing the points game right they'll have a credit card that they want to earn points on we yeah. don't want to take that away we, sure. we don't want to kind of supersede what people want to do in terms of earning whatever air miles air points whatever that mm -hmm. might be mm -hmm. so go go and buy things on the card that you have chosen 
you know, we don't want to supersede that stuff. What we want to do is make it easy for you when it comes to having to log your receipts. And right now, if it's as easy as just taking a photo and knowing it's all taken care of, then yeah, that's that's a really important thing for our customers because these are these are busy people. Then they're not people yeah. who have time to spend clicking through reconciliation logs of a bank account to tell you what is and isn't a business expense. That's just what a waste of time. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. I mean, I, I use QuickBooks personally, and it it that whole kind of rigmarole of of having an expense come through, and you see your bank feed, and then you have to take a screenshot of your your uh, invoice, or if it's a, a um, receipt, and you're just like, oh. This is gonna yeah, because it's be like you've got to do you've got to do the receipts because that's what you know the tax authorities need to make sure in case you ever get audited they're going to yeah. want to see those receipts. So it kind of yeah baffled me the whole bank feeds thing. Like what a, what a waste of time for expenses because all you're doing is it, they, it's like bank feeds create this placeholder where they're just telling you you need to upload the receipt. Like why don't you skip that bit? Go straight mm. to just take a photo of the the receipt and just be done. Like Amazing. it just makes it so much easier for people. That's so great to hear. Uh, look, that's that's answered all my questions here, James. You've done fantastically well of explaining what you have here. I think from my mind, it, it's it's kind of, it may be one of those kind of products for a lot of people that are still in that kind of age of being told what to do, that this is going to be one of those new things that's like, can I trust this? It This sounds like per, like a perfect thing for any kind of creative that would be listening to this. If you're in Australia or New Zealand, in terms of an international kind of audience here, are you facilitating any of that kind of stuff yet for those overseas? Yeah, so currently we are we are in Australia and New Zealand at the moment, but towards the end of this year, we will be looking at uh, new markets. Cool. So one thing, uh, you know, if I can give a quick shout out to the international audience, that if you are in a country where you think that this is something that would be really useful for the creative industry, jump on our website. It's either henry.co, hnry.co. Um, go down there, get on the live chat, come speak to me or my team and tell me the country that you want us to come to because we haven't decided where we're going next and we'll go where we're needed. So if you, if you like the sound of this idea, let us know. And we'll put you on the early trial. We'll give you free, Henry. Um, we love to reward our customers. So if you're excited by this, just come hit us up. Awesome. Thanks so much, James. This has been amazing. Um, this is the you're the first kind of accountant-related accounting financial kind of <laughs> guest we've had on here. We've had a lawyer, but uh, I'm glad to have someone in this financial space that uh, that talks our language. I think that's the real big kind of plus here that you guys are for someone like us. It doesn't have necessarily have to be a creative, obviously, but um, mm. yeah, I think your platform is is really going to help some of those people that are listening and considering what to do, especially if they're still working on an Excel spreadsheet and doing their you know personal finances all through a personal account and all the rest of it. So um, if you're listening to this, please go to henry.co and, uh, and check out what these guys have to offer and get in touch with them and ask all the questions, probably because you have got more than what I've asked James here today. So James, <laughs> thanks so much for being on the show here. Pleasure. Okay, I'm back here. It's just me. Uh, James is out of the building. Well, out of the proverbial red chair, I should say. And uh, it was such a great chat having a, having a bit of a conversation with James just about the platform in general and, and what kind of pain points pain points um, it solves. Uh, it really ticks a lot of boxes, I think, for, for many of us as creatives, as solopreneurs. And can be a really beneficial tool here. I'm going to look into this platform further myself only because I had just discovered these guys in the last couple of weeks from an Instagram ad that popped up. That's why I reached out to James to get him on the show. And uh, I appreciate James, if you listen to this, um, thanks so much for, for agreeing to the chat and coming on the show and, and sharing a bit about Henry. 
I'm going to say Henry. Um, and if you guys want to find out more about Henry, of course, henry.co, H-N-R-Y.co. It's in the show notes as well, depending on what platform you're on. You can see it there. Um, otherwise, it's going to be listed on our Instagram and LinkedIn page. Um, or if you follow me on LinkedIn, that is Reagan McCrill. Um, but also on the Instagram page at G'day Design Life. So you can find those links to both uh, James and Henry. Apart from that, I will see you in the next episode. We're probably going to get back into a bit of a story sort of telling session. It might be an episode of me. It might be someone else. We're going to play it by ear. So I've got a few lined up um, in the works here of conversations to have. So you might hear a bit of a story from me, let's say, along the way, because I haven't done one since I think it was episode 19. That was the one we kicked off this year with. So until next time, have a great week ahead. Stay creative, stay fulfilled, stay connected with your fellow creatives as well, because you're not the only one here doing what you do. You have that support network here, even if it's just me that's in your corner championing you. Until next time, I'll see you on the next episode of Two Red Chairs. Bye.